Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. My name is James. And you are listening to The Sleep Pod, the number one podcast for people who don't sleep that well under normal circumstances, but sleep slightly better when listening to a man make up a boring and slightly amusing story. Every episode, armed with only a single word of inspiration, I carefully weave a yarn that avoids all the elements that normal storytelling dogmatically relies on, such as drama, intrigue, and character development. For this episode, the ageless entity that provides me with the prompts for my stories has gifted me with quite a large and fairly cheap-looking piece of wall art that features a single word. Ice. So, get yourself comfortable. Close your eyes. Relax. And I'll begin with this episode's story. Ice. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Judith was sat in her home. Nothing much was happening. But she had quite a lot of things to do. She had been putting off doing the things that she needed to do for quite a while. But time was slowly running out. So, she decided that it was time to do the things that she needed to do. Judith quite liked her home. It was fairly large, spacious, It had very nice carpets. But the main issue was the location of her home. When Judith first moved into a cave in the depths, deep in the arctic tundra. She did so for one reason, and one reason only. She quite fancied the idea of living in a cave, deep in the arctic tundra. She had lived in many places throughout her lifetime. She had grown up in a average-sized house in a suburb. She had moved to a apartment in the city center of a very big city. She had lived on a farm in the countryside. She had traveled the world in a boat. And she had also traveled the world in a camper van. She had squatted on sofas. 
she had lived in tents. For a brief spell, she had even lived in a huge mansion that had its own golf courses, an Olympic-sized swimming pool, tennis courts, a bowling alley. an ice rink. But she found living in a space like that a bit annoying. There was a lot of upkeep when living in a location like that. She had to hire staff. She got lost quite frequently and she hated whenever the festive season or even Halloween came around. She liked to decorate her home, but when she was living in a mansion, that was a very big job. So she packed it all in, boarded a plane, boarded another plane and then travelled by snowmobile deep into the depths of the arctic tundra and she had been living in a cave ever since Although it was still technically a cave, it had been kitted out with all the usual things a home would have. A wall had been placed over the opening to the cave with a door in it to allow her to get in and out, but to stop the harsher elements entering. It was carpeted throughout with quite soft carpet, and although the walls and the ceilings were lumpy and at strange angles, the cave was thoroughly wallpapered. She had a fireplace, internet access, a nice sized bath, all of the good stuff. Another factor that factored into her moving to a cave was her just wanting a break from everything. She had had a fairly stressful job which involved dealing with members of the public 
and although she did like dealing with members of the public, it just got to a point where she just wanted to escape. For most people, her existence would probably be thought of as lonely. But on the whole, Judith quite liked it. She enjoyed her solitude. It gave her time to read a lot of books, watch a lot of TV shows, do all of the things that she just never got round to doing whilst living in normal civilization. She had learned how to knit. She had taught herself carpentry. And she had also become quite an accomplished cook, which was a skill that she desperately had needed to develop due to the infrequent and costly price of food delivery. She used to enjoy getting takeaways delivered. But that wasn't something that she could really do whilst living in the Arctic tundra. It took her a few months, but eventually she developed the skills necessary for her to be able to create almost any dish purely from the frozen ingredients that she had. She was proud of the progress that she had made on that front, so much so that she had decided to write a cookery book for people who had also decided to move into the depths of the Arctic tundra. It had sold reasonably well, and she was happy with that, not that she had much outgoing costs. She grabbed a notebook and started looking around her home, making a list of all of the things that she needed to do. In less than 24 hours, a fleet of snowmobiles would be arriving at the entrance to her cave to take all of her belongings to her new home. She started writing, starting with the furniture. She had one large sofa and two large armchairs. She had a dining room table with a few chairs as well. There was a sideboard, 
a bookcase. All the books that were on the bookcase. A desk. An office chair. A computer. A television. A few lamps. A rug. And a stereo system. She reread everything that she had wrote down and then took another sweep with her eyes around the room. There was nothing else really there. A few bits and pieces, knickknacks, things that would easily fit in a large box. So she just wrote things on the bottom of the list for her living room. Next, she walked into her kitchen. Her new home had an oven. All the usual appliances, a fridge, etc. And these items had been already pre-installed in the cave when she moved in. So she didn't need to count those. But she did need to count all of the bowls, plates, cups, glasses, utensils, trays, jugs, sieves, blenders, coffee machine, and of course, all of the food items that she had. In the main kitchen area, it was mainly just dry items. Some breakfast cereals, rice and pasta, couscous, quinoa, giant couscous, etc. The main bulk of her food was in the large freezer. She walked over to where the entrance to the freezer was. slid the large metal door out 
The automatic light on the inside automatically turned on, and she stepped in. Yes, there was a lot of things here that she needed to pack. Luckily, one of the snowmobiles had a large freezer compartment on it. Not that it really needed it for traversing the Arctic tundra. She wrote on her list a lot of frozen food and underlined a lot. She exited the freezer, closed the door, and made her way to the bedroom. Her bedroom. In this room, there was a bed, a chest of drawers, a wardrobe, a washing basket, a lamp, some books, and a few other things. She wrote the items down, looked around again to make sure she was done, and then left the room. The final room was the bathroom. She had really liked her bathroom in the cave. It had a large bath and a large shower and a normal sized toilet and a sink, and a mirror, and some scales on the floor, and a medicine cabinet. Most of this stuff she was leaving there, but she jotted down all of the items that were not staying there. Right, she thought. I think that's all the rooms. Ah, no. She remembered there was a hallway. So she walked to the hallway which wasn't far, because the hallway connected every other room in the cave together. There was no furniture in the hallway, but there were a couple of paintings on the walls. One painting of 
a mountain, and one painting of some fruit. She wrote down paintings times two at the bottom of her list, and then nodded to herself. Well, she thought, that's most of the stuff. It shouldn't take too long to get it all in a box or two. She placed the notepad and pen on the floor and walked to the end of the hallway. At the end of the hallway, there was a very thick door. She reached out and opened it and took a step outside. The sun was low in the sky and was casting a pinkish-orange light all over the snow and ice. Stepping outside and seeing views like this was possibly the thing that she enjoyed the most about her current location. It was peaceful, and it was very, very tranquil. However, it was also quite windy and very, very cold. She stayed out there for as long as she could cope with staying outside. And then she turned around and returned to her cave, securely closing the door behind her. Once she had returned to her living room, she relaxed on the sofa. But then she stood up again because being outside had actually made her slightly colder than she was anticipating. So she decided to light a fire, which was fine. That was something that she could do, because there was a fireplace a few feet away, right in front of her. She put down some wood and kindling and lit the fire. She stayed close to it for a moment, ensuring that it was going to 
stay lit. And once she was satisfied that it was going to stay lit, she returned to the sofa, relaxed, and watched the flames until eventually she drifted to sleep. The next day, Judith woke nice and early, had some breakfast, made herself a cup of coffee, and began her work of packing everything away. She started with the bedroom. She was dressed in the clothes that she would be wearing for the rest of the day. So she pulled a suitcase out from underneath the bed and loaded all of her clothes from the wardrobe into it. Then she found bed sheets, pillowcases, blankets, etc. and put them in the suitcase as well. She was surprised by how much she could fit into the suitcase. But she did manage to fit all of it in there. She zipped it up and placed it against a wall of the bedroom so it was easy to be picked up and moved later. She did the living room next. She removed all of her books tried to put them in an order that made sense in the boxes, but but due to the size of the books and the size of the boxes, the way she wanted to organize things wasn't entirely feasible. So she just did whatever fit in the boxes without making them too heavy. She packed away all of the ornaments All of the coasters, any trinkets or random little things that were lying around the place that she didn't exactly know what they were or what to do with them, and put them all in a shoebox. She did the bathroom next. And then the kitchen. And then when more or less everything was packed up. She gave the cave a good, deep clean. She vacuumed. 
she bleached, she mopped. Luckily, the cave didn't have windows, so she did not need to clean any windows. However, she did clean the mirror in the bathroom and the glass on some of the cupboards in the kitchen. She found a really annoying stain on the carpet. But luckily, she managed to clean it. And just before the removals company arrived, it was as good as new. Judith checked her watch. The arrival of the removals team was imminent. So she sat on the sofa, had a large glass of water, and waited patiently. Suddenly, there was a knock at the door. She got up, walked, then walked, walked some more, walked down the hallway, and then opened the door. It was the removals team. Hello, said a squat, balding man. My name is Vincent, and I will be your lead removals technician today. Ah, said Judith. I am Judith. Please, come in. She looked around. There were six snowmobiles outside. Some of them had trailers. One of them had a very large trailer that was clearly insulated. take it that one is for the frozen food? She asked. Vincent looked, following her gaze towards the insulated trailer. Yes, very good eye, he said. Well, she said, you better come in. And let's get started. The rest of the team stayed outside, preparing their vehicles for loading. She walked Vincent through her cave, showing him every room and all of the items. He gave her some stickers to place on any items that were not 
being moved that day. So, whilst they were in the kitchen, she put the stickers on those things that were not being moved, and then quickly did the same in the bathroom. When she had finished, she found Vincent in the middle of the living room. Is everything okay? She said. Yes, said Vincent. Everything is fine. Excellent, said Judith. But what shall I do? Hmm, said Vincent. Well, we will be taking the sofa first, I believe. But then, once that's gone, feel free to sit on the floor. This room is spacious enough that you shouldn't be in the way. And if you are, one of my team will ask you to move. Brilliant, said Judith. And so she sat on the floor. For about 45 minutes, she sat and patiently watched the removals technicians remove all of the items and take them out through the door. Gosh, she thought, this is very exciting. Eventually, all of the items that were to be taken had been loaded up. And they were ready to go. Vincent re-entered the room. So, he said to Judith, are you ready to leave? Judith stood up and took a final look around. Yes, I believe I am, she said. Okay, brilliant. Well, you can travel with me. On my vehicle. Okay, said Judith. On her way to the front door, she had a last-minute check around her cave, making sure that nothing had been left behind and nothing had been taken that shouldn't have been. But everything was in fine order. Just as she approached the door, she reached into her pocket pulled out the key to the front door and placed it on the floor. Vincent looked at her confused. What are you doing? he said. Ah, said Judith 
the people who are buying my cave requested that I place the key like this and leave the door unlocked. It's not like there's anybody else around here anyway. Vincent nodded. Good idea, he said. Well then, shall we depart? She took a deep breath, inhaling the aroma of her cave for the final time. Yes, she said. And so, they did. She climbed onto the snowmobile behind Vincent and they started moving. She checked behind her and she saw all of the other people, all of the other vehicles also moving, following them. That's good, she thought. That way, nobody will get lost. For two hours, they traversed the freezing tundra. She waved at a polar bear, and she waved at another polar bear. And that's all that really happened for the entire journey. Eventually, she began noticing a light in the distance that was getting brighter as she got closer to it. They were heading straight towards it, and for a while she just watched, and watched, and watched, until eventually they were right next to the source of the light. And that source was a light. The snowmobile stopped. Well, said Vincent, here we are. And he gestured to his left. And to his left there was a large door covering the entrance to a cave. It had a large light outside the door. Ah, said Judith. I had only seen photographs. But yes... This looks perfect for my new home. She jumped off the snowmobile, just as all the other snowmobiles were pulling up behind her. 
she stepped forward and approached the door. It was large, larger than the door to her previous home. It also looked slightly newer, more modern, shiny, premium. Wow, she said. This is very, very fancy. She reached out the door handle, then thought, oh, I better knock first. So, she knocked first, but nobody answered. So she reached out, turned the handle, opened the door, and stepped in. She walked around in amazement and wonder. Wow, she said. This is perfect. Vincent followed her in. Ooh, he said. This is nice. She nodded. Well, we'll get started then. Okay, she said. Thank you. Vincent turned to go, but then stopped. And turned back to Judith instead. Can I ask why you moved? Hmm, said Judith. Well... I like living in caves, but that cave was slightly too far away from everybody. I don't want to be close to people, but I enjoy solitude, but it would make life easier if I could get a takeaway delivered every now and then. Vincent nodded. Fair enough, completely understandable. And then he walked out. Judith was stood in the center of the open plan living area of the cave. It was very nice. She took a deep breath and then sat on the floor and watched all of the removals technicians put all of her things in her new home. And she smiled. That's the end of this episode's story. 
Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. Leave a review. Rate us on the podcasting app of your preference. And join me again next time for another boring bedtime story. Sleep well.